Now, live from the Blind Ninja Studios in Western Wisconsin, a show with no purpose. Hosted by experts at drinking, and they're almost definitely wearing pants. It's time for the Department of Offense. Welcome to episode 285 of the Department of Defense. I'm your host, Casey Jeremy. As always, it's Carlos. Yeah, yeah, I am here. All right, and Gordon. How's it going? And then special guest, uh, Matt. Matt Lardinois, yes. Energized Outdoors, and my first podcast, you're popping my podcast, Jerry. Oh, shit. Well, you're already uh, leagues ahead of most of our guests, who uh, require so much prompting to even say their name. So (laughs) it helps when you remember their name, Casey. Uh, Yeah, I know. That does help. I didn't. I didn't even need to write a crib sheet though this time because you only brought one guest, not fourteen, and then expect me to learn their names immediately. So yeah, me. next time there'll be name tags. All right. Uh, before we get too deep here, I want to give a shout out to our patron, specifically our black belt patron, Andy Thompson. If you'd like to be as awesome as Andy and our other patrons, uh, who, fun fact, Andy uh, can actually hold an empty beer glass and it just miraculously fills with the beer of his choice. Yes, but it's both a gift and a curse as he is never able to let go of that beer glass. Yeah. It's just stuck to his hand. It is. But, you know, there's worse things to... Uh, be cursed. Cursed to, with. Yeah, so, to I be mean. cursed with. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, if you'd like to be that awesome, head over to patreon.com slash blindedstudios and become a patron today. Uh, if you're going to do any Amazon shopping, head over to uh, blindedstudios.com, click on the Amazon link above our homepage. Do your Amazon shopping as normal and we get a bit of a kickback from Amazon. It really helps us out. Carlos, my friend, my colleague, the person who also happens to live here. Yeah. What have you been up to? Well, uh, yesterday was some anniversary for something or other. It was the 50th anniversary of the moon landing. Yeah, it was the 50th for the moon landing. And uh, we did a little cookout here. Uh, yeah, we did, uh, we did a 60s-themed uh, like launch, launch yeah. thing. That was fun, or yeah. landing thing. Went and uh, got, some of us got dressed up for 60s era. Yep. I was dressed up as a steely-eyed missy man, missile man from... Uh, that a steely-eyed missy man, I like that. Yeah, well, like... <laughs> Not every gets to be the missile man. Some people have to be the missing man. <laughs> yeah, but so like I had like a pop protector and like a short shirt, t- sleeved uh, like button up with a tie. It was all kinds of fancy. It even had some fake glasses on. Well, they yeah. were real glasses. They're so real pop, glasses. Pop you pop the out. lenses out. Yeah, no, so you I'd looked, be blind uh, otherwise. You looked pretty damn nerdy. Yeah, I think I think That's Rick posted a posted a photo <laughs> on the BNS. Yeah, there is one on uh, BNS on the Facebook. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Good a lot, food, a lot of drinking, a lot, a lot, of, lot of drinking. There's still more kebabs in the fridge. Got to go through those. Yep. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, Comic Con. It's been going on. Oh yeah, yeah. Any any big uh, any big Comic Con drops? Uh, let's see. They dropped a trailer for the new Picard series for Star Trek, but then they also Marvel like took the stage and apparently, uh, so yeah, Fantastic Four has been confirmed. They don't have a release date. The next Thor movie has been confirmed, and they have a release date for that. I think it's like 2021, uh, and it's they're bringing back uh, Jane from the uh, first Thor movie, and she's going to be uh, apparently she's going to be the female Thor. Oh, like, they're actually like, doing they're that? doing that storyline from the comics. Holy shit! Yeah. I can't believe they got Natalie Portman back. I know. Like I thought she was just done. Well, it's probably because like the last Thor film was uh, more joyful than that. Than the, the than the one where they they just like made her sick for the entire film and yeah, 
So I'm pretty sure she's more interested in some, doing something that's probably more fun. Yeah, I'm sure. And uh, let's see uh, what else. Oh, Blade. Blade's getting a movie. With- uh, is it is it where he fights, fights uh, tax evasion? <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they're casting the, um, I can't pronounce his name. His, uh, uh, but he was Remy in House of Cards. He was also in... Uh, fuck, I was just looking at it earlier. Uh, where is his name? It's uh, Mahershala Ali. For, he was in uh, Luke Cage. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. He's been quite. He was battle Angel, in Battle Angelita and all, like it's. So he's pretty perfect for the role, I think. Awesome. Uh, they also announced. Uh, well, the Eternals got a release date. Uh, oh, Doctor Strange's new film, which is going to have uh, the Scarlet Witch in it, also. It's going to be called Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Oh, I was going to hope it was going to call Doctor Strange or Stuff to <laughs> cash in on Stranger Things. Also, apparently Disney Plus is going to be getting a What If TV series, which are like What If was a comic series that Marvel periodically would run, which would be like, what if the Iron Man never got his art, like never like got ca- captured or, or like what if the Hulk never got his radiation? Before? Oh, cool. Like, it'd just be like, what if scenarios like. What if Peter Parker got hit by got hit by that missile or whatever that turned him into the Hulk? So it'd be things like that, except like they're gonna do a TV series for that. Nice, that'll be fun. So. All right, Gordon, what have you been up to since it's been a couple of weeks? A couple since weeks, you've yeah. Been down. Uh, nothing real crazy other than I just Friday night the storm from hell came through northern Wisconsin and I helped lift a car or lift a car lift a tree off a car during a tornado and See, sideways the rain. way you started telling that story was much more impressive. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The car jumped on top of the tree and I had to save the tree. Yeah, I, I like that. You're uh, you're 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 a true captain planet. Yeah. <laughs> it was bad. Uh like yeah, Friday about 5:30 is clear skies and then I got about a half hour down the road. And I couldn't see five feet off the front of my car, and I was gonna pull over. And then th- when I noticed the power lines were actually bending towards the road, I'm like, "Yeah, we're just gonna nope the fuck out of here." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then got stuck because a big ass tree fell across the highway, and waited for a fire department to clear that. Oh, wow. that was that was a long day. How Sounds they, like it. How do they clear that? Chainsaws. Big tree. Oh, chainsaws. get the sawzalls out. Thought maybe they. I take- know. I, I feel like they just moved the road. Yeah, or take a big excavator out. I've seen that before. Like literally going down the road and just plowing away with yeah. Oh yeah. wow! They yeah. didn't. They didn't clear it completely. Just enough that traffic. You know, if they left that tree there, though, they wouldn't have to worry about any potholes underneath that tree. <laughs> well, I mean, seeing you as have it's a point. Major highway that goes north from here. People. I mean, I feel like that. the word "major" might be a little overused there. <laughs> it's the. Major to that region. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. So, like a county road, or? you know, there's sometimes they have three lanes and and across that, so it's one. a big deal. <laughs> and one is just the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, we're getting indoor plumbing. <laughs> All right, uh, Matt. Well, what you want you want to tell a little bit about yourself for the listeners, or sure, yeah. Um, well, I'm here today doing podcasts with Gordon. Uh, little Lorena. Yes, and uh, I am the owner of Energized Outdoors. We are a uh, fishing slash outdoors company that provides lithium batteries, um, and we have other other fishing products uh, at affordable prices. So 
basically took uh, everything in the industry that uh, that is expensive and really hot right now, and we make it affordable uh, to, oh, our, cool. to our customers. So I've uh, been very successful with that. But uh, no, that's that's what I do about 90% of the time. The rest of the time is family and uh, became a plumber today for the first <laughs> time ever. We had a water, water line break in the basement. So Ooh, fancy. Cap, just capped off that line and figured out where the water was fed throughout the house <laughs> turned the water back on and found out that we don't have water in one of the bathrooms meaning toilet uh, well yeah at inside. least it's just one yeah so yeah. like you could still use the bathroom that's yeah. good so after this i'm probably gonna go back home become a plumber again find out uh where the rest of that goes and fix that but well hopefully uh, we can give you enough beer to make that enjoyable <laughs> i appreciate it i'd appreciate that <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yeah, you know, yeah. thank you, for, thank you for joining us. Um, all right, what have I been up to? Well, uh, yeah, did the uh, did the moon landing uh, party? That was that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I, uh, I went full like Hunter Hunter S. Thompson. <laughs> Uh, you know, with the uh, the Panama hat and the yeah, you bought yourself a new hat even. I did. Well, you know, I didn't have one, so it was it was time for a new hat. Uh, and then, you know, some aviators in a Hawaiian shirt, and it was uh, it was a good time. As I was scrolling through, and with all the Comic-Con stuff going on, at first I thought it was someone cosplaying from Fear and Loathing. <laughs> and then I read it, and I'm like, oh, wait. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then uh, we uh, I, I kegged, uh, was doing a side-by-side yesterday of the, uh, the beer that I'm brewing for my brother's wedding, trying to get that recipe dialed in. And I think we finally settled on it. Um, unfortunately, we can't try them both anymore because, uh, so when I, when I first, when I first, uh, kegged them, I had two sours on before and those soured the beer lines. And so like I was taking tasters, I'm like, why is this? Oh, and I was already like eight beers deep at this point. And so then I was like, well, I'll just swap out these lines real quick. And I did a fine job, I thought. And then, um, about, you know, a couple hours later I come down and I'm like, huh, there's beer leaking out of the kegerator. That's weird. <laughs> I open it up and half of the keg is drained into the stupid thing. And I was like, well, I don't know what to do now. <laughs> and so we kept drinking. Uh, and then it was the entire keg by the time I got down here to take care of it today. So that was fun. Um, <laughs> uh, other than that, I don't really think there was a, I mean, I don't know, it felt like a busy week, but I don't think there was a ton of stuff going on. Um, Lothos, we finally, uh, we finally robbed a bank. Yeah, robbed a bank in that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so BNS heist week is over. Yeah. Uh, cause yeah, I think last week on DOO we talked about a heist as well. Yeah, we talked about a heist and then we did a heist. Yep. So I mean. Uh, but not actually did a heist. Not, re- and also that was just a plan that was not real. Wells Fargo, you can get out off us, you can call off your lawyers, we're not planning on robbing you. Yeah, Wells Fargo, it's not cool, man. Not cool. Um, and then, yeah. What? What? Did Wells Fargo what? actually get all... Oh, money? God, no. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. I mean, they've had some good PR for like three months. <laughs> no, we would have had to have taken that episode down probably if that happened. Yeah, yeah like that uh, like that Pitchfork episode I pulled down and then secretly put back up again. Don't tell our listeners that. Otherwise, they might seek it out. <laughs> uh, yeah, other than that, I'm trying to think. There really isn't a ton. Oh, I watched all of uh, the new Veronica Mars season. Oh, cool. I did that today instead of doing the things I should have been doing. All right. Uh, and that was awesome. It was really enjoyable. Some twists and turns. Uh, yeah. And then this week I'm going to go see uh, a 4K remaster of The Great Escape. 
And I'm oh. really fucking excited to see that. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, you'll see that ball hitting that wall in the cell really high def. Well, you know, uh, only Steve McQueen can make it look that cool. I'm sure that so, motorcycle jump is going to be pretty great, though. Well, the failed one where he gets stuck in the fence. It'll be great. <laughs> uh, yeah, so should we talk about some beer? I think we got some beer, yeah? Sure. Yeah. Got some beer? All right, I should probably finish this beer so I can start drinking the next beer. Got an so, amber lager, it looks like. Yeah, uh, so we have River West uh, Stein um, from Lakefront uh, Brewery in Milwaukee. And I can remember that because it's on the bottle. All right, uh, this is our flagship beer uh, named after the hardworking neighborhood where Lakefront Brewery was founded. Uh, land, uh, lands a brilliant amber in the glass and settles with a bubbly off-white head. Uh, releasing mild uh, peppery floral hop aromas. A hint of caramel sweetness up front is checked by a pleasant hop bite and crisp lager finish. River West Stein, uh, a, an honest day's beer. Pair this with any good German entree like schnitzel or uh, rouladen, and you'll have an instant hit. Well, now I want schnitzel. Why'd you have to mention schnitzel? All right, Carlos, we're going to start with you. Um, so I'm drinking this beer, and I really like it, actually. Uh, it's... Got, like, a good balance of flavor. Uh, like nothing's really jumping out at me, but, like, it's pr- really well-balanced. Uh, I could really easily drink multiple of these. All right, Gordon? Um, looks like beer. Does it taste like beer? Because if it doesn't, then we got a problem. It does. No, it tastes like a solid amber. All right. Anything else you want to say about it? Or you... It's tasty. I'm just, I'm trying to get, I just had to pound the peanut butter. Oh, okay, so it's yeah. Kind of fucking with my palate right now. Did Understandable. You, did you mention the ABV? Uh, five and a half percent. Five and a half. Or 5.6 percent. Yeah, uh, I guess they've been around since 87. So this, uh, this, this recipe's, if this is like their flagship, it's probably a 32 year old recipe. So not bad. I wonder how many times, how many iterations it went through. Uh, do you have anything you'd like to say about the beer? Uh, no, I haven't had a lakefront since I've been there, which has probably been about two years. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely definitely drinkable beer. Amber Lager is probably one of my favorites. Um, rink this up there. I mean, it's probably, well, I'm only a quarter of the way in, but that's definitely a, a tasty beer I could sit back and easily drink, polish off a six-pack in, in an icy. And then be like, oh, no, what happened? Oh, that plumbing's gonna be done tomorrow. Yeah, no sharing, right? Well, and that's and that's like uh, like that's like a sign of a good beer is uh, that that one where you reach for the next one and then you realize that you've finished off the entire six pack. I've and you're, never and you're, done that, and you're a little sad that there's not one more. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I, I'd say that's that that this is that that this beer is kind of like that. It's it's a very clean, um, crisp lager. Good caramel notes, um, but not overwhelmingly sweet like some of them are. So, like, on a hot day, you're not going to just be, like, dealing with that cloying sweetness. Yep. It dissipates really nice. Um, good carbonation. Very good beer. Very light aroma. Um, Carlos, hit me with a number. I'm going to give this an 8 out of 10. I I think it's really good. All right. Uh, for, for Matt and listeners tuning in for the first time, we give every beer a score out of 10, and it's based off of personal preference, not style, not anything like that. So where it, where it falls on your personal, z- or, you know, 1 to 10. Uh, Gordon? Give it a 7. 7. All right. 
Yeah, I'd say, yeah, my gosh. I mean, it's it's one of my favorite styles. So if I was going to rate it compared to the other ones, you know, it would be mid, you know, to one of the better. But as far as overall drinkability, it's something that I would buy six pack of. Uh, I'd, yeah, I'd probably go seven as well. All right. Um, yeah, I'd uh, I'll go six and a half. Um, I don't know. It's, it's good. It's not, there's nothing in here that's gonna, that, that like super wows me. I do like that it's from a, like a craft, uh, it's, it's like craft Ameri- or, uh, amber, amber lager, and you don't see a ton of those yet. I feel like we're getting more and more lagers, which yep. is better and good for everybody but Gordon. Um, <laughs> hey, Mexican Honey Light, the guys over at Indy knocked that one out of the park. <laughs> Gordon found one lager that he's somewhat okay with. No, I drink the shit out of that one. It's the only one I'll drink willingly. All right. And all of you have been to Lakefront? I have not been to Lakefront. No. You have to. Yeah, if you're in Milwaukee, that is like the the one to go the to. The place to go. Yeah, probably one of the coolest atmospheres. You know, it's right on the like little river, whatever you call it. And Would it be a lake? Huge. No, it's a river. Well, then why the fuck are they called Lakefront? Well, maybe it, maybe it turns into a lake. They should be called Riverfront, damn it. All rivers Now turning. I'm mad. Yeah. Well, there's this kind of lake down by Milwaukee called Michigan. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Yes. Um, no. Okay. Yeah, it's real small. You'd probably miss it if you blink. And But, yeah, no big deal. Maybe okay. maybe the lake's a front for a river. Ooh. That might be it. That might the be The river it. drains into the lake. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. But I didn't well, realize I mean, that. I didn't realize Lakefront Breweries was from 1987, one of the old old school. Because I remember yep. they just kind of started popping up around us fairly recently. Yeah. Like, what, oh, well, I mean, five-ish years. Yeah, last five-ish years. Well, that's when you started noticing craft beer. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's been like three years since I started drinking IPA, and that's what I see up here. Yep. Longboard, is it? Or yeah, outboard, I think, outboard. Uh, outboard. Outboard sounds right. No, Outboard is a cream ale. It's a Hot Freak. Oh, okay. Double IPA. IPA double I feel IPA. like they're both. Yeah, Outboard is one of their beers, though, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh. And now the Department of Defense presents news with Casey. That's me. All right. What what story should we do first? So usually I am a little bit uh, more organized than this, but the aforementioned uh, beer debacle uh, set me back a little bit. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna start with uh, with a little story that Gordon sent us. So you know it's gonna be a good one. <laughs> All right. Uh, police are asking residents to think twice before flushing their meth down the toilet. On Friday, officers with the Loretto Police Department in Tennessee arrested a man named Andy Perry. Uh, after he allegedly tried to dispose of 12 grams of meth, 24 fluid ounces of liquid meth, and several uh, paraphernalia items. He was charged uh, with drug possession uh, with intent for resale, possession of drug paraphernalia, and tampering with evidence. In a Facebook post announcing his arrest, Loretto police asked residents to avoid following Perry's lead. When you send something down the sewer pipe, it ends up in our retention ponds for processing before it is sent downstream, the post explained. Now our sewer guys take great pride in releasing water that is cleaner than what is in the creek, but they are not really prepared for meth. Wait, uh, so he uh, like he tried to dispose of it in the police restroom or whatever? Uh, or like in the jail cell? Because like... No, what I... No, in, in his... of uh, His... His thing. But how did they know that it was from him then? Because they were probably closing in on him. And then he was flushing things down the toilet. But how do they know that came from his toilet, though? 
Because he was standing over the toilet dumping meth into it. And how is it tampering with evidence if he hasn't been arrested at that point in time? Because it's evidence of the crime. I think if you destroy the evidence of the crime, that's tampering with evidence. I don't know. And I don't know if elegant. they can. How do you prove that's from his toilet, though? It could have been anybody else's toilet. He was standing over the fucking toilet with the bags of meth. Oh, no. Like, yeah, some of it might be his. <laughs> My neighbor Karen left this here. I have no idea how this meth wound up in my house. It's not my meth in the toilet. <laughs> yes, oh, yes, officer, it is my toilet. And some of the meth is mine, but not all of it. Let me tell you, officers, I've had one hell of a day. <laughs> no. Just no. Oh, so that wouldn't fly. All right. No, uh, ducks, geese, and other fowl uh, frequent our treatment ponds, and we shudder to think... Uh, what one all hyped up on meth would do. Furthermore, if it made it far enough, we could create meth gators in Shoal Creek and the Tennessee River down North Alabama. Okay, I'm sorry. Creating meth gators sounds like the best, like, DOD or, like, DARPA uh, <laughs> project. Like, <laughs> what happens if we just give gators a bunch of meth... And then send them to Iraq. Well, I mean, they don't follow instructions very well, though. What What was the, the LSD CIA gators? Program? They work well better. Far Men better. who stare at goats. Yes, where they're giving LSD or something like that to try to create psychics. Yep. Yeah. What was that called? What was that program? Called? I I don't know. I just, I just the only reason I know about it is because of the movie with right. George Clooney, and I wanted to join that sub that that thing. I I'm pretty sure if you gave me enough LSD, I would at least think I had psychic powers, and I feel like it. That's half the battle. Also, I just want a lot of LSD for reasons that we're not going to get into now. Research. Yes. As for if, you're, if it's given to you by the government, it must be legal then, right? Yeah. Huh. Otherwise, it's entrapment. I saw I, I saw an episode of Law and Order. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, granted, that episode didn't involve entrapment, but still. Yeah, but I saw one. Yeah. And then uh, one, thing I, one thing I learned uh, from CSI is no matter what the crime is, there's so much semen at every crime scene for some reason. Like, it doesn't make any sense, but they're finding that shit everywhere. Yeah, it's, uh, they gotta bring in the sperm splattering specialist. Is that like a, like a creepier version of Dexter? Yeah. Okay. There's a meme I found on Facebook, and it's uh, the CSI Miami lead guy, Horatio, is it? Sure. A really shitty actor with the sunglasses. I, why would you just call my shitty actor? Yeah, that. <laughs> but he goes, they found semen in her in the victim's ear. I guess you could say she heard her killer coming. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's an old one. I I enjoyed that joke, but I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can at least all go to hell together. Right. All right. Um. They've had enough uh, methed up animals in the past few weeks without our help. So if you need to dispose of your drugs, just give us a call and we'll make sure they are disposed of in the proper way. Well, that's nice of them. You can also get arrested. Well, they didn't say that. That would be entartment. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think... Well, you got it. Oh, oh, that was pretty good, actually. I don't think he tried to do that. No, he did not. <laughs> That's a pleasant trick. Now there. Gordon <laughs> landed in the glass. Gordon looked away from the table and like slammed the table in disappointment, trying to break the table again. I might add. <laughs> Do it again. And sent, the, uh, sent a bottle cap flying into an empty glass. I don't know how he arced at that direct, like around a camera stand and a mic stand. Yeah. <laughs> Not like that. Not like that at all. 
for a listener, Urza, he tried again and failed miserably. All right. Well, um, so we got a, we got a little story out of Florida here. Um, you may not believe in little green men or UFOs, but if you do, a Florida insurance agency has you covered. Mike St. Lawrence owns the St. Lawrence Agency located in uh, Alamante Springs, Florida. His agency offers, offers uh, limited or comprehensive alien abduction insurance. I went and I looked at my homeowner's insurance policy to see if I was covered for a risk like this, and I wasn't, said St. Lawrence. St. Lawrence, who says he is in the humor business, has sold close to 6,000 policies since 1987. The policies cost $19.95. If policyholders feel like splurging, spending $24.95, they can get a certificate that St. Lawrence says is suitable for framing. Because that's what I want to do with every single insurance policy I have is you see, frame it. You see, the problem with like the alien abduction one is like you have people like trying to claim. However, if you have alien invasion insurance, they'd have to. They're like they would need like it's, the odds of that happening are pretty low. So each policy includes a ten million dollar, ten million dollars worth of coverage as well as outpatient psychiatric care. Um, sarcasm coverage and double identity coverage. I don't know what sarcasm coverage is. Well, but the I problem is that that first thing is kind of expensive. Uh, oh, the psychiatric care. Yeah. Yep. Uh, policyholders can claim to be eligible for double the standard coverage, but that payout would be based on verifiable and extreme circumstances. All of me, St. Lawrence uh, says, if you purchase a policy, make sure to have a sense of humor because you're getting scammed. He doesn't say that part. That was my me adding that because he's scamming people. I mean, it's. Is it, it's clearly obvious that it's is a scam. it twenty bucks a month or is it just a twenty dollar that one time payment? I don't know. Because if it's twenty bucks and you have a ten million dollar policy, I mean that's not so bad. Oh shit! Just in case, uh, you might want to read the fine print. The policy states that payments to you or your beneficiaries are a dollar per year for ten million years. Ah, there oh. we go. <laughs> Never mind. He's got himself covered. Yep. He's good to go. <laughs> Dollar a year. Just kidding. That's a scam. <laughs> I disagree. No, now that he's actually doing the payouts, no longer a scam. Like it has sarcasm coverage, so I mean, it's, he's pretty covered. Like it's every you'd have to be pretty oblivious to take it, like not realize. Unless you pull a Genghis Khan in, like what is it, five percent of the world men's men in the world are related to him or something like that. Something stupid because he had so many kids. You're not going to get the ten million dollars, so. Or you could pull a Genghis Khan and just have your, all of your people on your movie crew just breathe in horribly toxic dust from the atom bomb testing and die. Genghis Khan was not what? What are you talking about? The Genghis Khan movie where like everybody got cancer and died, and it killed off that one Western guy that you like. John Wayne. Yeah, John Wayne. Oh, okay. He's not t- actually talking about Genghis. Like, he's not talking about the movie. He's talking about the filming of the movie. Okay. Now I understand. Your framing was shit. That's all I'm going to say about that. Actually, no, I'm going to say a little bit more. That was a terrible joke. You had to explain it not once, but twice. Those are my favorite jokes where I just keep explaining it. And I just no. don't stop. It just, no. it just makes it funnier, right? I don't think you understand humor. <laughs> all right. Um, Four Loco just teamed up with Fleshlight to bring you Sex in a Can. Uh, if you've ever glassed, or glanced at a can of Four Loco and wondered what it might feel like to take your relationship to the next level, you are in luck. The popular drink brand has just announced a partnership with the number one manufacturer of uh, male pleasure products, Fleshlight. 
The Four Loco and Fleshlight Sex in a Can sex toy was made possible by the brilliant minds at a company called Pizza Slime, which specializes in creating products inspired by internet culture. Pizza Slime scientists, I feel like that should be in quotes, <laughs> saw how much people love Four Loco and decided to ask the question nobody else dared. What if you could fuck it? Well, uh, inspired by the spirit of Steve Jobs and Leonardo da Vinci, we at Pizza Slime embarked on a quest to bring the world an innovative and cutting-edge sexual experience, said a Pizza Slime representative. The result was the orchestration of combining two legendary brands that are Four Loco and Fleshlight. Like most people, you've probably thought to yourself, wouldn't it be cool if I could have sex with a Four Loco? And now you can. Wait, no, you are welcome, slime? world. What is Four Loco? Like pizza slime? What? You've never had a Four Loco? Just, <laughs> a bro loco? Yeah, so Four Loco is um, alcohol and caffeine with fruity flavor. Right? Fruity flavor? Yeah. I've yeah. never actually had one, but it I've seen it. It tastes them. like caffeinated cough syrup. Well, that I've sounds... also heard like Smarties. Like a, like almost like a, I don't like know a what Smarties kind of fucking Smarties. They're chalky candies. They're, it's not good. It's not, no. It got um, pulled off the market originally. And, I don't know if there's still caffeine in it so, or not. All right, so that, and then a uh, flashlight <laughs> is, <laughs> is a silicon pussy that you fuck. I think they should have like a surprise packer. Is this, is this <laughs> a surprise pack? Is this a can I can fuck? Is this just a can of, of like alcohol? Or is this a can where I open up and it turns out a snake's gonna jump out at me? I don't know. I was thinking like this one could be silicone, this one might be a like a jello or jello, or you got a, a toilet paper cardboard roll in there, maybe one's lined with sandpaper. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Rolling the dice. I I don't I don't know. I mean I don't. I, there's nothing here that's a good idea. Nothing here. Like there's never been a cultural phenomenon like Four Loco. Uh, said uh, there Jason, hasn't. Jason Freeman, uh, co-CEO of Four Loco. I think he's like he's overstating themselves a little bit. Uh, the Four Loco uh, and Fleshlight Sex in a Can is just another example of how we continue to be on the cutting edge. Of collaborations and projects. The word cutting edge keeps popping up in this article. And that's not a term I want I like associated with a sex toy. No sex toy should be in the same sentence as cutting edge. So if they sold it in uh in like uh, Minneapolis, would they call it sex in a can in the city? <laughs> <Jesus Christ. laughs> you see, because sex in the city was a show. And then sex in the can is what they call it. So now it's sex in the can in the city. Why do I do this show? <laughs> Why are we here? <laughs> like, Jesus, we've done this 285 times. What else would you expect? I don't know. It's really on you at this I point. I really just need to rethink my life, I think. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, all right. Uh, we at Fleshlight believe in freedom, fantasy, and the pursuit of pleasure, said Fleshlight founder and CEO Steve Shubin. This unique collaboration will allow us to spread our much-needed message throughout the culture in new and exciting we, uh, ways. The the four local Fleshlight Sex in a Can is now available uh, for $69. Hmm. Because of course it is. <laughs> <sighs> Why? Why is that a thing that exists? I don't... I'm just I uh, I, I America. 
I'm just sad. You know, I'm done with the news for today. Right. I can't take it anymore. I'm out. Carlos, what's our discussion topic? Let's let's tie let's well, dive into that. Now that Star Trek's getting another show with Picard back, uh, coming out of retirement to play the uh, same character, having Patrick Stewart coming out to play uh, his everybody's favorite character in Star Trek because nobody else likes Kirk, right? Uh, Pat, uh, so I was thinking, what would uh, your positions be if you were in Starfleet? So imagine like we're all on like a one of those spaceships that are out like probably on the I, Enterprise. I feel like we can't use the word star. I feel like we should say non-franchised space. I think we're fine in this case. <laughs> fine. You know what? All right. But when we get sued by Four Loco Sex in the Can for mentioning Star There's Trek. There's enough Star Trek podcasts out there. I think we're covered. Okay. We'll go after them first. <laughs> <laughs> they never, the lawyers would never even get to listen to this episode. Really. No, but... uh. So we're on some like uh let's say like the USS Continental is like the name of our this ship that we're on. What what position would you be? Like we're just gonna say so next, what what is our mission? To go forth and just go to some worlds and seek some new life. So like we're we're going with like the the Kirkian we're philosophy. Not, we're going go forth and bang alien species. Or no, we're not the Enterprise. Unfortunately, we get the uh, the leftovers. Oh, okay. We get the sloppy Kirk seconds. Yeah, let's, and let's, 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 and let's, you know, since there's so many different eras of Star Trek, we're gonna be set during the like the next generation, just because like that's like what most people. I know. mean, it doesn't mean anything to me, but I'm sure it means some something to somebody else. It means that gen. there's no red shirts. Like we don't um, have shit, to worry about the just, red shirts. No, come on, you just took away my position. No, no. There's the security team who are yellow. Okay, but perfect. they they and die off left and right. right awesome. Um, one one very important question. Uh, is this the era of synthahol, where it's the alcohol that doesn't get you drunk? It gets you drunk, but you apparently are able to just will it away, is how it works. I'm like, now I'm not drunk anymore. Okay, I'm down with this then. All right. <laughs> and technically, you could get wasted in the holodeck and leave, like, all that holographic booze would leave your body. The, hol- the, the holodeck doesn't make any goddamn sense to me. I want to talk about that for a second. Like, uh, even on, um, what was uh, Seth MacFarlane's new show? Yeah. yeah. The, yeah. It starts with an O, right? <sighs> I can't remember what it was. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Well, yeah, well, I need to fucking remember the thing. Anyway, not important. Uh, so on his new show, like, they would go into the holodeck and, like, have meals and drinks and stuff. And they would come out like, you know, waste it. But is that real? Like, are those calories? No. Can I can I go in to the holodeck and eat my fill of delicious nachos? I think it's calories as long as you're in there. But the second you leave, they're no longer calories. And then leave, they're holographic calories. And then have like a sad salad. And like for the actual sustenance part, but still like be able to taste those delicious holographic nachos. I don't know, Casey. I'm not a person who has to justify the Star Trek's made up logic. I don't have to actually. Do that. No, that's literally what we have to do right now. Are we not the holographic stuff. Like as just the makeup logic for our positions. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. I do not know how those holographic things work. Well, I mean, otherwise I'm going to be a holograph technician and eat nachos every day. Although, with like, no there's... repercussions. Like you gotta well, know they have that the food synthesizer. So what if that's in the hollow deck? Well, so the food you're eating is real, but everything else around you is. You gotta CD. imagine though that back on Earth, like well, that, that completely ruins my diet plan. So like with the uh, next, like during the next generation area, like there is no money anymore on Earth. Yeah, it's it's a uh, post scarcity supply. Yeah, food's uh, not a problem. And like you gotta think that there's holodecks everywhere. So people are probably spending all their time in holodecks, not doing anything. It's, it's either like join join Starfleet one. and die. 
It's probably well, except you know you don't have to the corporate overlords because it's just free. And well, so no, like, Ready that, Player One, like that was free. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, I guess. Well, it was. I, I take that back. No, it cost twenty five cents. Did it? Yep. Yeah, it was uh, because holiday really liked uh you know like the the old like game like the the arcade games yep. and so he just he made it he's like 25 cents and then like there was like in app purchasing yeah. and stuff but fucking EA for but for for your account and it the peripherals though peripherals costed money too well yeah yeah but you could you could get the uh like the base thing pretty pretty cheaply yeah, yeah. Because he grew up poor. It was a whole thing in the book. Anyways, oh, I'll start us off with yeah, positions. I watched the movie. So. Well, I did that, too. They, they I don't think they talked about a quarter in the movie. No, they didn't. No, no okay. they didn't. Okay. So, no, there, yeah, there's there's a lot of a lot more. Uh, yeah, it, it got a lot deeper in the book. Like books usually do. Yeah. But then again, it's not a very deep book. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just 80s references. I was really mad that they cut out the Rush reference from the movie, though. Wow, yeah. It's really terrible they took that reference out. It was a deep 2112 reference. It was awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's terrible they took that out. I don't appreciate your facetiousism. I was trying to be supportive. No, it's <laughs> bullshit and you know it. All right. So <laughs> I'm just like, before we say our positions, I'm just going to say like, none of us going to be like the really important positions like captain. Or, Aww. Like, like that's uh, those are like, we clearly would not be qualified. Okay. So wait, so, so we can't have an officer's position. Yeah. Well, like not like a not like the import, like apparently I don't know how. So if you're on the bridge, it, I think you positions can, on the bridge you can't. Have. I think you can end up on the bridge just because there's so many nameless people on the bridge that don't matter. So you can be one of the people who don't matter on the bridge. But if do you want to be on the bridge, because everybody on the bridge who's not a main character dies. And like Why not? Constantly. My plan was to become a main character. Good luck. So, anyways, my position, <laughs> my position would be science officer. Because you don't have to know science. They have these like tricorders, like scan stuff. The tricorder just tells you what to say. No. The tricorder tells me this. The tricorder tells me that. I don't have to know science. You still have to know science. You have to know the basics. Uh, to quote, I'm a doctor, not a magician. Or what was it? A miracle worker? Well, I'm not going to be a doctor or a miracle worker. I'll have a machine that tells me what to damn do. Damn it, Jim. I'm a doctor, not and a then something. No, it's damn it, Jim. I'm a doctor, not a X. Because he just says that line and then whatever thing that he doesn't want to do. <laughs> Like it's the best, <laughs> it's the best excuse to get out of everything. And he's also very racist against Vulcans. Well, those green-blooded goblins or whatever he called them. The Romulans. I think no, he was oh the Vulcans. 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 He could not stand Vulcans. <laughs> well, to be fair, they're they're pretty pretentious and terrible. I, I, I'm on the racist doctor side All on right. this one. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Xenophobe. I'd be a science officer because I'd probably be able to get away with like not having to do a whole lot of stuff around there because it's like just have a tricorder tell me to do stuff. The problem is, you know, the away missions. Every once in a while, you get sent down to a planet, have to scan stuff, and sometimes I might kind of be risking my life. All right, um, Gordon, security team or so red shirt, whatever. It'd be. I think it's yellow shirts in that. Yellow you're, you're just yeah. you're, you're going for like the shortest stint in Starfleet ever. Like, <laughs> let's be honest here. I mean, I'm around the most expensive equipment in the universe. It, it, I'm not, That's true. They're not going to let you around. Now. Yeah, it, as Ben can attest to, me and technology don't mesh well. So just give me a give me a gun. Tell me where to point it, and hopefully I don't get shot too quick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I bet if you're like if you manage to be not competent enough at your job, they won't send you down on away missions. So that way, if you're so that way, you just have to maintain just the level of competence where they don't get rid of you, 
They don't send you to do important stuff. Also, like I feel like the the easiest way to survive is to not be in corridors can when I, you're getting shot at. Can I guard the holodeck? Because that never seems to get hit during battle. It also never needs to be guarded. Well, it's always the main engine, the hangar bay, and like random decks, but they never say the holodeck. Yeah, yeah. There, there's, it's not like there's like a once a week something bad goes on with the holodeck and it yeah, becomes no, sentient actually, and tries to kill people. No, like the holodeck does, yeah, like that. the, the holodeck, holodeck tries to murder dangerous. people, but, but I could, not the security guard outside, and you know there would have to right? be one. I could just sit there on like the big lifeguard stand so, and a whistle. Yeah, but I, I have a feeling like... Wait, not, wait, wait, not, oh, so... You realize that it would also mean you're in charge of cleaning up. Yeah, after I was just going to say that. No, no, no. That that's the janitorial. <laughs> you got no, no, no. This is security. No, no. You're there, but you're you also have you have to mop to, up. The, yeah, you're you're basically the uh, the jizz mopper of Star. Riker Fleet. comes walking out, just sweating but glowing, <laughs> and you got to go in there with a mop and clean up after him. Uh, that'd be for one of my subordinates. You don't get subordinates. You don't there's get nobody, subordinates. There's nobody lower than you. You, you got assigned to holodeck duty. Damn it! I'm going to the end room <laughs> find some angry Romulans uh. oh Jesus <laughs> well you won't have to worry about being shot at on away missions though <laughs> no I think being shot at during the home missions would be frightening enough <laughs> <laughs> well this episode has taken a very distinct turn I, you know, I'm very feeling far better about my choice now. I will say that. <laughs> Matt? Well, I'm not a I'm not a Trekkie guy, but I'm a techie guy. So maybe product development and testing. Mm. So engineering, yeah. Engineering, like, yeah, doing some research yeah. stuff. See, I'll be his person bodyguard. No, you, uh, no you're no, in no, the no. holodeck. <laughs> I quit. I'm going back to Earth. You can't quit. It's a military position. You can transfer to away missions and get shot at. Here's this new gun. You can test it. Perfect. Yeah. Here, Gordon, hold this. Pull a Kurt Cobain. Just don't push that button. <laughs> what button? You mean this one? Yeah. And reboot. Yeah, no, that would be fun until, like... Uh, I feel like there's there's always an episode in Trek where like something goes horribly wrong in engineering, like whether it's like a transporter fail or. Well, the, well, the fun thing about engineering though is like you can just like start making up terms like like the mechanizer is out of sequence. I can't. I mean, you can't even <laughs> time. Like it's it don't like it just it's not gonna make any sense to anybody else because it doesn't have to. Right. You just are making up excuses for why you can't get to it yet because you're actually on your twenty minute break and you're not gonna do it until you get back from your break. Actually, no, that's just tech now. I feel like. <laughs> I do that all the time. I'm like, ah, no, uh, really, uh, just working, uh, waiting for the compiler to uh, run through a bunch of bit code, and uh, it's, you know, it's gonna take about an hour, so I'm gonna. <laughs> nice. <laughs> all right. Um. So, I think it was. I think it was the next, uh, like, the Voyager. All right. They had. They had the character Felix, and his entire job was literally just like bartender. On on the ship. Yeah, and they also mm. had a bartender was in it Felix uh, the cook. He was a cook. Yeah. Oh, okay, he was a cook. Okay, yeah. no, but they had. You're, are you thinking of the guy with the big ears? Yeah, in that's Voy on Deep Space Nine. It, oh, okay. Yeah, no, in Voyager they had uh, they had the cook, and they also had a bar that was just all holographic where they hung out all the time. The yeah. one you're talking about, Casey, that was with uh, Jane something. Um, Captain Jane. It's Voyager. It was Captain Janeway, but like, yeah. But there was a. I, I could have sworn there. Like, so Felix there's like was a, with Captain Janeway. Anyway, that's what I, I want to be a Star Trek bartender. That is actually a thing you can because there was a next gen. I can't. Remember, who was that uh, actor? Uh, she was in that horrible T Rex movie. 
she was a uh, Jurassic Park. No, no, because <laughs> that movie was fucking fantastic. <laughs> Lost World, <laughs> the horrible T Rex movie. I don't think that's Godzilla? a thing. No, uh, that's not a T Rex. I well, that, that's a very big iguana. <laughs> yeah, but it kind of looked T Rexy in in the nineties. Not remember, like she did a lot. She was in a lot of stuff in uh, the nineties and the uh, Quark. That's what it, the guy with the big ears. I thought he was the no, Quark is in uh, uh, ne- in a uh, half Deep remembered Star Trek, the show. Serious <laughs> oh, Trekkies is beating their head. I can't believe I'm not. Oh, I'm sure. Like some of them are like thinking, thinking like Whoopi Deanna Goldberg. Troy. Oh, she was the bartender on the uh, next on the yes. Enterprise. Yes. What nice. T Rex movie are you talking about? She was in a very bad uh, a T Rex movie. Like it was like a T Rex that was like sentient or whatever. I don't know if it's going to be in what she's. I don't want to. We're back. Oh, We're Back was fantastic. That's a great movie. And it wasn't just a T-Rex. Yeah, no, there was other animals there, too, but we only cared about the (laughs) T-Rex. Yeah, no, so, uh, yeah, no, I think Star Trek Bartender is the way to go, because, one, I don't have to know how to mix drinks. I have a synthesizer, and all I have to do is press a button. So I just got to, like, talk to people. And push buttons. I can do that. I think you're like not technically even like a full member of a Starfleet. Like you're just yeah. like there. And I never get shot at. Nobody's going to shoot at the bartender because then you can't get any drinks. Except for maybe Klingons. Well, yeah, but no, I'll just no, give them just, some more of that no, blood no. wine. My knowledge is that like. Klingons will just go around. You give them some booze and they just break t- glass tables. And there you go. <laughs> they're, they're more likely to get mad at the jizz mopper and... <laughs> God damn it. Theodore Rex. That's what she was in. Theodore Rex? What the hell? Um, well, I mean, that could be uh, T-Rex's name. It's an atrocious movie. Never watch it. But well, yeah, I feel like I need to watch it. But yeah, you could be a bartender. Like, you just like, yeah, that's true. Like, you just I like forgot have, that was a thing. Holy shit. I'm sorry for a bartender? You. No, Theodore Rex. Like, what, late 80s? 95. That was, was 90, 1995. Was the T-Rex on roller skates? or It probably was. I probably roller blades at that point. He's got those, what are those basketball shoes? Um, Jordans? No, the the flat ones. Pumps? No. Uh, shoes. Shoes. Yeah. yeah. But, it, but they make you jump higher. Converse. Yeah, Converse. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's got yeah. like three-way Converse, so each toe has its own shoe. Oh. Well, that um, seems expensive. It does seem very expensive. <laughs> like, custom custom Converse? Like, dude, first of all, who's going to make those? Because it's not like you can go to a cobbler and be like, hey, I need some customized Converse. <laughs> like, that's not a thing. And also, you have to find a fucking cobbler. Well, I think the Where mo- are you going to find a cobbler anymore? Well, the movie was set in, like, a world where, like, totally dinosaurs disgusting. lived alongside humans. So I think they actually would just have, like... Shoes like made for. Oh, oh, so it's a pre-existing. So a conceit of the world is dinosaurs just live at at the same time. Yeah. Well, that doesn't make any sense either. Flintstones had that too, right? Yeah, except like there's more technology. Yeah, but Flintstones dinosaurs were more like. Also, um, Flintstones was just better. Office furniture. (laughs) (laughs) Dogs dishwasher. Yeah. Yeah, like sentient office furniture, which was. I mean, there's there's a lot of moral implications there. It's a whole thing. I think there's a new Flintstones movie coming out. What? Yeah, like geared towards adults, which doesn't make any sense to me. No, does not make any sense. But I mean, if if we get you know like uh, hot hot Wilma and Betty, I think I'm I think I'm down. I know. uh, We get like um, I know Harley Quinn's getting her own cartoon, except it's more of an adult cartoon. Hmm. Who are the brothers that they did? um, No Country for Old Men. 
The Coen Brothers? Coen Brothers. Let's get the Coen Brothers or Del Toro to do a Flintstone movie. I would it's watch like, the Del Toro one. Like dinosaurs, like Jurassic Park meets Flintstones. Yeah, Del Toro would be good for that. Well, no, because Del Toro does better with uh, with like mythical creatures. I don't think he'd be good with that one. I would. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Coen Brothers, their movies are so like bizarre and like kind of esoteric. I don't know if they would be good with like a creature feature like that. I think they'd be good with Jetsons though. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Actually, I want to see Tarantino Jetsons. <laughs> that would be something to watch. It'd probably not be good, but it'd be something to watch. Okay. So, just to recap, we're all on this spaceship. I'm the bartender. You are a science officer. Yeah. Matt's an engineer. And we all passed Gordon on our way into the holodeck. Yes, we. And all- he has to take care of us or take care of our, the mess God we leave it. behind. <laughs> going on strike. You can't go on strike. It's the military. Do you think like Gordon would eventually try to like put up like like a pool like how like you go to a pool and, like they might have a board with rules like it's he just, just- to put up a board with rules. It's just con like but it's like all digital so it's just like constantly scrolling like every day he has to add like <laughs> ten new things to it like. <laughs> Know this, know this. No. The meth flusher. <laughs> no flushing meth down the hallway. <laughs> no meth gators or, oh, what are they called? Tribbles. No meth tribbles. No meth. I think tribbles are probably just meth incarnate. Like, <laughs> like, and like, probably like number one on there is like, do not open the door while you're still in there. I don't want to see that. You know, pants required. Like,. <laughs> Because you know, like a no of, Donald ducking. <laughs> well, like a couple times, maybe Riker's in there, and like he accidentally opens the door. The permanent band there. list. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, not not for pro or uh, expeditionists. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, Christ. I think we all ended up better because we were on the bottom of the totem pole, except for you know. Well, the, I'm glad. I'm glad that Gordon was able to establish where the bottom of the yeah, totem pole was. It made it far better for all of us. There's got to be one lower than me somewhere. No, there was not. You found it. You found it, man. You sought it out. <laughs> You're like, all right, so I want to be security, but I also don't want to die. I just want to have a miserable existence. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in this week. Uh, I hope you had fun. And yeah, if you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindnerstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash studios or follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. And I'll see you guys next week.